Welcome to the Red Chair Podcast, a bite-sized podcast for associations and nonprofits covering the latest trends and issues facing association leaders. This episode discussed, discusses data collection strategies for associations and the rise of data-informed marketing. With me today are my two colleagues, Beth Morrow and Melissa Wilhouse. Uh, Beth, can you introduce yourself? Sure, I'm Beth Morrow. I'm the Senior Director of Client Services here at AH, and I also work very closely with the meetings team. And I'm Melissa Wilhouse. I'm a marketing associate here at AH. All right. So how has the ability to collect and use data changed marketing strategy? Well, I'll start and say that the ability to collect data and use it really makes it easy to hone in on specific groups and target audiences so that you don't have to expend a lot of money to reach your specific audience. And you can create specific, tailored, very super targeted messages to reach the people who have the highest intent at the right time rather than trying to put a basic message out to the masses. Yeah, I agree. In in this world, everybody expects everything to be customized to their wants and needs, and they don't want all this extraneous noise. Mm -hmm. So the ability to sort of focus on what a particular audience is interested in is really important for associations. Um, so how would associations figure that out? Well, I, you know, there's a lot of talk about having a data strategy and you need platforms, but it really doesn't have to be that complicated mm -hmm. to get started. You, most associations already have an association management software that they use to track their members' information. If they're doing a meeting, they have a meeting registration system. So those are two great sources of information right there. Mm -hmm. And as long as you can pull a report in Excel and manipulate it, you're on your way. Um, so what other kind of tools and software is needed to implement a basic data collection? Well, I, I, you know, you have those two basic tools, mm -hmm. but it really depends on anywhere where you're gathering data. For example, if you're doing registrations for webinars, if you're selling books, anywhere where you're asking people information about themselves is a great place to collect data. And what's so great about data collection in 2021 is that you don't need to have an expensive platform and you really don't need to have expensive tools and software. Uh, one way that we collect information through email marketing is just from a Google form, which is free for anyone with a Google account to use. And social media platforms with lead generation ad options have built-in data collection forms as well. So you really don't have to have anything to get started. Uh, so how do associations decide what information or data to collect and then why? Well, there's basic information that you collect that's sort of your fundamental knowing who your members are in order to communicate with them, right? Mm -hmm. It's some basic demographics and understanding what their role is in their company and how to get in touch with them. And then from there, it really goes to what is it that you want to know? Uh, and that can drive what you want to collect in terms of data. Mm -hmm. You're going to collect different date, pieces of data depending on what the collector is focused on, whether it's a meeting or a retail purchase or something like that. But really, the data you collect is dictated by the questions you want to answer. Uh, does social media play a role in this at all? Yeah, I would say that the benefit of collecting data for social media efforts is that you can minimize your budget and maximize the reach of what you're doing with it. Because if you collect data and have an idea of who your audience is and how they interact with social media, you can hyper-target those people. So you don't need a big budget to reach them and to see the results that you would if you were to do a general ad targeted at the masses. 
All right, so what's the next level of data-informed marketing for associations? Is it in their events and providing segmented program tracks for virtual attendees or something completely different? I would say that it's a little bit of both. I mean, with what we're seeing with one of our client partners right now doing a hybrid meeting this year, given the current climate, now that we have some ideas of who their audience is and what their job titles might be, we're able to offer some specific programs that are customizable for those individuals. So this, this association in particular has at least five different job titles within this industry, and we're able to create content that will be relevant to those different people. So for example, this is a... Uh, organization that's in the medical industry. Obviously, not everyone who works in the medical industry has the same job title. So since we know who in that industry our audience is, we're able to create content that's specific to them. So let's say a nurse wouldn't need to attend a program that was meant for a surgeon, necessarily. So. Yeah, ASC thinks it's so important to be looking at nichification that it's part of their ASC for SiteWorks. It's one mm -hmm. of their drivers of change. And I think what's going to be interesting is, you know, what AEs tell me is we have tons of information. We don't know what to do with mm -hmm. it. And, and one of the challenges that it's not just an association world challenge, it's a wider challenge is we have all these technologies. So now we're able to nichify our members and to identify sort of verticals that they're in. What's the next step? How do we deliver the services in a way that's personal to them all at the same time? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you make a communication that will go to some people in an email and others in a text message? Like, getting the technology to catch up. And that's all sort of the level playing field we're dealing with right now. So I think that's going to be the next step is how do we get the APIs and the technology to talk to each other in order to be able to deliver on this customization? Okay. Um, do you have any words of advice for association leaders who want to get started with data collection? Like where to start? How can they use it? Use the data most effectively? Well, I would say some words of wisdom. If you hear the term data strategy and you become overwhelmed, just leave that at the door because, mm -hmm. again, it does not take a lot of time, it doesn't take a lot of manpower, and most importantly, it doesn't take a lot of money. And the best place to get started is to just become familiar with your existing audience and look at some traits of those people and go from there and see how you can expand on those questions that you ask. And by traits, I mean, are they predominantly male or female? Are they in one age group versus another? Are they at different points in their career? And once you have that information, then you can start to form the other questions that you would want to ask. I completely agree. The other thing that associations should be looking at is how clean is their data? Listen, it's the thing that none of us like to deal with, but it's vital to an association. Mm -hmm. And the more that you can implement sort of a strategy around how frequently you clean up your data mm -hmm. so that it's consistent, it's just going to make it easier for you to analyze it and compare it against other data collectors. What do you mean cleaning up the data? Do you mean like organizing it? So if you have ages, you put it into like an age range? I, what you have to do is be consistent. So if you're gonna ask about age, everybody should be able to answer in exactly the same format. If you ask about credentials, instead, do you want the acronym or do you want it spelled out? Mm. And, and depending on the collector, you know, sometimes people will 
will fill out Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R. Other times they'll use the abbreviation. If you make all of that data clean, mm -hmm. now however your members put in the data or however your person's putting in the data should be consistent. But if you can continue to clean that up to make sure it's consistent, when you pull the reports, it's just gonna be easier for you to collect that. And compare it, the more that you can be consistent in your categories, use the same data collection categories across your platform. So do it the same way in your meaning registration platform as you have it in your AMS. So if you wanna merge those two pieces of information, mm -hmm. it's easier to manipulate the data. And I would say another element of data cleanup post-collection is just making sure that the people who you already have the information for are up to date. You don't want to be sending membership emails to people who aren't members anymore. You don't want to be sending uh, education emails to people who might have already reached that level. So it's just about making sure that the information that you have is current and relevant. All right, Beth, Melissa, thank you for talking to me. It was great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Red Share podcast. Uh, head over to associationheadquarters.com so you don't miss any episodes. Uh, and up next, we'll be discussing the importance of virtual events for associations.